the scoreline when he looked at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Carl McCaig, Derry footballer, is with us on the line. Carl, you're welcome back to the show. How are you getting on? Not too bad. Good morning, lads. In terms of hype, we've just been chatting about maybe a bit of a, a muted build-up, certainly from the camps when it comes to Kerry and Dublin. I presume the hype has gone to a whole other level post the Clare game in Derry. Oh, definitely. You know, anywhere you drive through in Derry at the minute, you see the red and white button everywhere. You see kids running about with their Derry tops on. Um, I know I've just read a lot of things on Twitter about this whole sort of you know, low-key build-up to learn semi-finals. It certainly doesn't feel that way up here, but I sort of get the lads' point too, that the media side of things has maybe been shut down a wee bit. But up in Derry here, we're very much looking forward to it and everyone's very excited. I found that Derry have been really open this year. Like, I mean, even just chatting to, to your brother in the aftermath of the Ulster final, like, I mean, just there's real honesty from some of the stuff he says. The same kind of goes for Rory Gallagher. Like, even, like, I mean, he, he is the inter-county manager that's been most visible this week when it comes to quotes, Rory Gallagher. That There doesn't seem to to be this paranoia yet anyway in Derry? No, definitely not. And to be fair to Rory, you know, he's saying things in interviews that he would say within the team meetings. He's been completely upfront. I think that just comes from a, a big conference he has in his playing group. So he's not afraid to go out there and maybe put a wee bit of extra bit of pressure on his players by calling it as he sees it. You were pretty bullish with us on the show last time you were on before the Clare game. You were right to be so because they absolutely hammered them. Uh, was there anything about that performance at all that surprised you or did you see anything new that day? Um... No, not really. I didn't think Derry maybe would have went as offensive in terms of pressing the kick out with you know nearly every man forward. But at the same time, I expected to be a comfortable enough one. Did I expect it to be five goals? No, but I did think maybe two or three. Um, so you know, overall wasn't surprised by it, and I think Derry actually have a wee bit more on them. Even you know they scored five goals. So that offensive press wasn't something that we saw in the Ulster Championship. This was a new development when they came up against Clare. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely, and I think you know Rory obviously plan before the game he's seen that there's probably a, an area that you could be targeted with with Clare with Donegal obviously with Sean Patton and Nets you can get caught over the top with that aggressive press so he probably studied the, the Clare defence and goalkeeper and thought there's a chance to really go to town and maybe get a bit of early pressure on it seems that they've kind of gone into that situation of being Ulster champions and wearing that crown pretty lightly then. It wasn't anything that bogged them down. It was like, right, we've got our tails up here. We are the best in Ulster coming into to, uh, to a team against a Munster team and just feeling that confidence and feeling that kind of good sense of arrogance that they can go and kill them. Like that, that says, That's what, what it says to me about that tactical approach in the quarterfinal. Definitely, and you know, Rory has everybody at the minute completely backing themselves. So there's an ultimate confidence in what they were doing for that game. Yes, it was probably leaving a wee bit more space at the back than they have maybe against Donegal or, or Monaghan or Throne. But at the same time, they went in for the kill. The press led to a few goals, and that more or less killed the game very early. Do you speak to Chrissy in weeks like this? Do you have conversations? Do you try and avoid each other, or, or how does that work? Oh, probably nothing different than the usual week um, you know I wouldn't be sort of asking what's going on in camp I just don't think that's probably my business at the minute but at the same time you have a fair idea how things are going you get good vibes from that, that things are going well and training that they're well prepared and I definitely expect them to, to be very competitive with Galway I don't think it'll be much in it either way but I think they're in a good place coming into it Who do you think he's going to mark on Saturday? Um, don't know 
you know, Shane Walsh tends to play quite far out. Uh, I don't know if that's something you know that would maybe suit Christopher as well. He, he tends to be the closest man to goal most of this this year, so that leaves your pick between probably Comer and Finnerty. Both of them are playing pretty well, so regardless of who's on, I think he's in for a, a tough enough day. Could he mark Walsh? Like I, I, I get the point absolutely that he he always marks the guy closest to goal, but it, it, does his man marking style allow him to, to kind of take on a player who will drop into those deep pockets and into those pockets probably closer to the sideline at times? Probably, you know. To be fair, like he's played a lot of his underground career in the half back lines or half back, even a few games at midfield, so he'll be comfortable at the pitch, be comfortable sort of close to the twenty one thirteen. So I think regardless of what job he's given, he'll be happy enough to to do it. When it comes to some of those dairy forwards, I think that the fashion in which they dismantled Clare was was pretty interesting. And I guess you could touch on it there. You were a little bit surprised by the, the, the five goals yourself. Like Shane McGuigan's performance was unreal. Like he's been brilliant for the last couple of years for for Derry ever since since he's kind of broken through. And I'm not sure that people kind of appreciate just how good he was until that quarter final. I know people in Derry probably knew for, for a long, long time. So what's been your experience of him up close in training and, and some of the things that you've seen him do over the last, I guess, few years? Uh, he's, he's definitely brought his game to a different level. Like Shane would have broke onto her club team as a minor in 2015. Um, I think his debut might have been an Ulster club game against Scottsdale, which we lost, but he came on and scored a few points. He, uh, he's a brilliant player. He's brought his physicality to a new level. You know, he's one of the fittest and strongest strongest players on the panel at this point in time, but the amount of work he puts in behind the scenes is unbelievable. You know, you always see him in the gym, whether it be stretching or S and C work, hydrating well, he just takes ultimate care of his body. He just wants to be a top level under county footballer. Um, like at the moment he's without doubt there he's best forward and probably one of the best forwards in the country, but still that won't be enough for him. He'll he'll want to kick on to that next level, probably up to where Conal Cal and David Clifford are. And I think he's definitely capable of getting to that point. Is that something that a player like him thinks about and talks about and kind of has that level in his head where those names get mentioned where he can say to himself I want to be as good as a Clifford or as an O'Callaghan? He probably wouldn't outwardly say it but you know just from his self-confidence and how much he puts into it he more more than expects himself to get to that level um, and as I say you're starting to see it now I think it was 1-8 the last game he probably could have finished with maybe 2-12 you know he had a few ways he had in the first half and even a goal chance in the second half um, so he's playing unbelievably well. There's more in him. Derry are going to need it on, on Saturday or on Saturday if they are to win. Um, but I definitely expect him to have a big game. What's your take on that then? How far is he off that level off of the two lads? Uh, I suppose it's maybe a wee bit hard to compare because Derry haven't been playing Division 1. To be fair to Kerry and Dublin, they've been doing it year in, year out, Championship and, and League with, within Division 1 as well. So. You know, I think when he's playing at that level, you see him up against the Patrons and the, the, the Donegals and the Dublins and carries each year and Mayos that he can actually perform against them big teams and I think he's just waiting for that opportunity. Have you gone up against him in training? Oh, I many's the time. Um, definitely was a lot easier mark back around 2015-16 when he broke <laughs> onto the squad. Nowadays, he's a different animal. You nearly need two or three men to say you try and keep him under, under wraps but he's, he's a nightmare to mark in training. What can you do to stop him? Well, probably like anything, and and uh, you know any big player in the intercounty game at the moment, you have to have a good defensive structure around you, and then you have to be on your game yourself. So you're never going to mark him one on one inside fifty yards because once he gets the ball, it's ball in the hand. You're you're just you're you're going to concede a point or a goal. So it's more about trying to get the setup right around you, trying to get the double ups, and you know trying to limit him just to sort of peripheral sort of positions and where he has to go back out the pitch as opposed to run at you.
You talk about his physical transformation over the last few years. That seems to have been a common enough thread under Rory Gallagher, certainly post-COVID. Can you take us back to the moment that started and, and the moment that became a, a real focus for this team, the, the physical aspect? I probably, um, I was really honed in on, I think, whenever we lost to Armagh up in Celtic Park. Um, like, you know, Armagh were very physically developed at that point in time. You can see the work that Kieran McGinney had done with them. You know, they were definitely flagging behind in that in that avenue. And I suppose, you know, you know, being good physically is not going to guarantee wanting anything, but you're definitely not going to want anything without that. So I think, you know, to get to that next point in time, there had to be a, a serious amount of work done. You know, you're talking about coming to S&C probably three, four times a week over the space of maybe 18 months to really bridge that gap. And to be fair to Derry and Peter Hughes, S&C coach, they've done that. They've bridged that gap now. Uh, and I think that gives them a chance then to use their football to try and, you know, get to that very top level. That Derry Armagh match, I'm already saying that's the game in 2020 where you lose by two points. Mm-hmm. So, like, it wasn't necessarily you were getting blown out of the water. You'd kind of come up against a team that, had, I guess, just got promoted to Division One, and there was a slight enough margin. But it feels that the improvement has been not slight; it's been a significant improvement as a result of of that SNC program. Definitely, and to be fair, you know, from a football point of view as well, Derry have have, uh, have went to the next level. You know, that night I thought two points may have been a wee bit flattering to Derry. I thought Armagh were probably the better team for you know the vast majority of that game. And you know, Rory would say it himself, he wasn't happy about how that performance was. He didn't even expect maybe to win. I think he said that's the first time with any team he ever said that. So there has been untold improvements both in physicality and, and, and football and ability over that sort of time frame from 2020. Um, and that's there to be seen now because they aren't only just competing with teams, they're actually beating them. So what specifically changed then? What, what was different about the programme that was brought in after 2020? With regards to S&C? Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose it's, you know, just maybe your two times a week that you were doing maybe unsupervised until then when Peter came in, there was a lot of collective sessions. If you want to do even more sessions at your own home gym or club gym, Peter could facilitate that two or three years, could go up to the one gym and he'll take you for an extra session. So probably you're, you're talking about four, sometimes five uh, sessions per week of S&C over that period of time. So obviously that's going to make a huge change to your body. Yeah, for sure. When did you start seeing the results of it? Um... You know, it probably just wasn't immediate. It's not only about you know trying to bulk up and get a wee mm-hmm. bit of size on. It's your fitness scores is what you can you know, perform in the power test. And Peter's very diligent with all that. He has all the, the proper gadgets in to measure that. And you could just see over a period of time that the numbers were going up. Lads were taking confidence from it. And ultimately then I think that feeds into your playing performance because if you're confident in your body, you'll start being able to do more in the pitch with your skills. And it feels like it's almost been... Uh, not a happy coincidence. It's actually probably been meticulously planned out. It feels that it... it fits in perfectly with the Rory Gallagher style of play and this Derry identity that even earlier in the year when I was watching some of your league games like the the, the counter-attacking pace was blistering and you were just thinking God when this actually gets to the summer Derry could be unstoppable like that was a very optimistic point of view but it certainly has manifested that way and that style of play wouldn't be possible if that hard work in the, the gym wasn't done over the last couple of winters. Definitely not. And I suppose you still have to have the raw athleticism of players there, like likes of Gareth McKinless and Connor Glass and, you know, Bren Rogers. These lads are unbelievable athletes in the very top percentile in the country, you know, capable of doing it with any other player. So you have to have that sort of raw player to work with. But I say the fact that, that Peter's put so much work into them and obviously Rory with the coaching, it's all sort of coming together at the right time. And they're definitely very well suited to the firm side of Pro Park. 
Can I ask you uh, about uh, another specific forward for Derry? I uh, kind of got to mention Benny Heron. I mean, the Benny Heron, the GOAT uh, page on Twitter has uh, garnered a lot of attention. Jay from the Inbetweeners uh, sending a, a good look Benny cameo during the week. 230,000 views and counting on Twitter at the moment. I mean, you're surely not going to disagree with that, that he is the greatest of all time, Carl. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, you know, to be fair to Benny, he's been about a long time. He keeps plugging away year after year. Um, he's been an unbelievable servant to his club, club ball on the screen um, but to be fair this year he's, he's found a new level I think that's probably just the extra work that, that Rory has maybe brought onto him um, what Benny will offer the team is complete you know unselfish play you see him the first man sprinting back to offer up that first line of their defence but at the same time now he's, he's getting them, them chances for goal he's panning them nearly every single time you know he's been remarkable this year he has to be probably in a, in a run for an all-star at this point um, and to be fair, it's good to see for Benny because he's a huge work ethic. He puts a lot of, uh, of work into his game. And now at the age of maybe 31, he's, he's only getting his rewards. So fair play to him. Does he know that this page exists? Oh, I'm sure he's been made well aware of it. Um, I don't know actually who's run the page. It's sort of an idea. It's maybe some of the young lads from his club and ball on the screen. Um, but I'm sure he's aware, but just wants to, to play it down. <laughs> Uh, one other question I had is like, how are you getting on this year, Carly? There's like no chance that if Derry make an All Ireland final, you'll be back in training or anything, is there? No, uh, no chance at all. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. You probably wouldn't be on with us this morning if there was even half a chance. I suspect. <laughs> no, not a chance. Um, what's going to happen tomorrow? I fancy it. Uh, I fancy probably a similar game to the Ulster final um, against Donegal. I don't think it's going to be just as aggressive as it was against Clare. Um, it'll be cagey build-ups on both sides. I think, you know, I probably in my head would have preferred Armagh to get through that game against Gold because I think Armagh's style of play would probably sit there a wee bit more. They're more open. They tend to kick a bit and that gives you more chances to counter. Galway probably play quite similar to Derry in many ways. They're more measured. They'll, they'll go through the hands quite a bit. So I think this could be a wee bit cagey and a wee bit of a stalemate at times, but I still think there'll be a lot of quality on show. But I think, you know, either way, it'll be a few points in it, but I do think Derry just have enough to beat them. Do you think that Derry are going to devise a game plan to test the Galway keeper under the high ball? Like, it feels like a very obvious thing to take from the Armagh game, but it also feels it would be a bit of a movement away from the Rory Gallagher style. So it's a, it's a tricky one. That is a tricky one, and if you you know you lump the first two or three balls and you don't get anything out of it, you, you think I'm not doing that anymore. I don't want to cough up possession in a really important game. Um, and to be fair, I don't think the Galway sort of full back line defence is as bad under the high ball as, as it showed probably in that Armagh game. I think that was a wee bit of a freak to be fair to them. So you know if they were to start aimlessly landing balls into the square, I don't think it would really help them. Maybe once in each half would be plenty, and if you get anything out of it, you do, and if you don't, you don't. But I certainly wouldn't be changing. Derry style of play to try and you know go for that wee error in the, in the Galway defence it's the second Galway game now where it's really really hard to call for sure who is going to win it are you, are you predicting that Derry will win tomorrow <clears throat> I think by a few points you know, a fancy Galway I said some of my friends back home that a fancy Galway move by five or six against Armagh and for a long time that was looking right and I think to be fair they were probably about a five or six better team them freak goals wasn't really a fair reflection how well Galway played for long parts of that game so tomorrow I think it's going to be uh, really tight I think you know it might even take extra time to, to separate the two sides but I do think Derry just have enough to get in the, the right side of it Is Chrissy taking a penalty if it goes there? <sighs> I would very much doubt that I Probably have enough in the forwards The other game Carlish wants to get your take quickly on it who would Derry rather play in the final if they got there? Oh, you know. 
pick your poison. It's hard to know. Um, I think, well, I suppose a lot depends on whether Conor Callan's playing um, and what sort of shape he is and if he is playing. But I do fancy Kerry to get through that game. You know, stayed for the Cork and uh, a Dublin game after the Derry game there a few weeks ago. And I wasn't really impressed by how Dublin were defending. They were leaving Hurley and Sherlock two on two inside about 60 yards of space. And Cork kicked every ball in. A lot of them were sticking. Some of them were going over the bar. If they had it took you know, some more chances, Cork actually could have been going on at half-time leading. And if they do that against Kerry with Clifford and Ganey and you know, Potty Clifford as well, I think they could leave themselves open for you know, a big concession. So unless Dublin maybe change things a wee bit at the back and they get O'Callan back into the mix, I think Kerry will probably edge that game. Right, OK. So like, what would you do if you could make a change to that Dublin defence then to, to shore things up? I think you just have to try and generate a plus one from somewhere. You can't leave 50 yards in front of some of the best forwards in the country. You know, if you do it even against average forwards, they're still probably going to get a fair fair few points off you. So if you're doing it against Kerry, you know, it's, it's not going to work. And we've seen how Kerry transitioned this year. They do kick if it's on. And if Dublin want to leave that space in Crook Park, Kerry will more than happy kick it in. And I think that could be the, the one of the game for them. But I don't expect Dublin just to be as sort of nonchalant in defence. I think they'll probably try and get, I don't know whether it be Cooper or somebody back into the hold up to plug that space in front of uh, Clifford. Um, but if they do that, then I think it, it should be very tight. And again, it might swing on whether Conor Callan's playing or not. Okay. If he is playing, is that Dublin to win? Uh, he certainly probably does edge it that way. He's a massively important player for them. I think a lot was made in the last game against uh, a Cork that they couldn't really create any goal chances. If Con's in, they looked like scoring goals every single game. So, He's a vitally important player for them. He's obviously probably top two players in the country, so they need him playing and need him fit. Carl, great stuff this morning. Thanks, Millie, for being with us. No problem at all. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 